I think that young people today feel that they've been deceived. They feel that somewhere along the line, we and our generation have deceived them. Well, young people have been deceived. But young people tonight, I want to tell you, every generation has been deceived. You can sense Christ. You can feel Christ. And what a wonderful thing it is all day long to have a, a power about you, a strength about you. Love looks like, go look at Jesus. That's what love looks like. Look how much God has done. I want to have a new story. I want to have a new song. I want to have a new example of God changing my life. I want to read a new passage of scripture and have it get some new revelation in my spirit. I love Jesus so much that I even want to have some new problems to fight. Someone says, well, isn't it all the same? Not by a long shot. John chapter one, verse one says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. But I want to just suggest this to us humbly. Love demands more than an emotional appeal. Love demands action. Okay guys, um, so we came together today to start something new, something to reach uh, the youth out there. Um, we're going to be calling this group Embrace the Truth. Um, we just want to reach as many youth as we can that maybe don't have a church to go to or that um, have no one to talk to about, about God. Um, I know there's many people out there that have questions. Um, maybe you feel lost. Maybe you, you have gone, gone through something um you know hard in your life and we just want to be here as you know advocates to just kind of answer questions as a fellow fellow youth um one of the uh, one of the verses that we like to go by is romans 1 16. um it says for i am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of god that brings salvation to everyone who believes um so now as youth we we doubt a lot and um, we just want to be here to um, to support you guys in your walk with Jesus. So yeah, I'm gonna introduce each one of us. Um, so we have Josue, Ruiz, he's my brother. <laughs> we have Chris, uh, Ro Evelyn, hey. <laughs> and Rosa, uh, or Rosita. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and my name is Mauricio. Um, so yeah, we're gonna start by uh, talking a little bit about us and um, why we chose Jesus um, and why you know we love him with all our heart. Um, so we're going to start with Josue. Take it away. Alrighty guys, as Mauricio said, my name is Josue um, and so my testimony starts with um, just um, I always went to church. We always went to church and talk to you guys. Yeah. Um, we always went to church and um, and yeah so we got used to it to kind of like I think we got burned out at one point um, and so growing up, there was one time I heard the word atheist and uh, like it scared me and I was like, what is that? Like, that's weird. Like, they don't believe in God or the devil. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then as I went through high school, it turns out like I thought I was atheist. So I guess it wasn't that scary. Um, and so I still went to church and everything. Um, but like there was this like, like pushing of God, like, oh, he's probably not real because he's not doing what I want him to do. I feel like that's how we sometimes feel in life like he's like well he's not working for me so he must not be real or something bad happened so he's not real um so yeah so i was in a preaching it was funny because i still went to church and 
and um, I like if they say to try God like try him like like try um, ask him what you want stuff like that ask him to reveal himself to you and he will and I was like well that's fake so then I'm gonna go ahead and debunk it yeah and it turns out Jesus is real as you as you go into and there's many stories like like that of like smart people that do that you know yeah. like mm-hmm. they kind of like use their knowledge for good instead of like we would call uh, bad so was was there like one big moment where you're just like oh god you're real um yeah i think it was that uh we ended up going to this church capital church and um they were like preaching on god and all that stuff and then like all that stuff i had been learning kind of mixed with what they preached about like kind of like um, knowledge mixing into knowledge mixing into like because uh, I'm very logical, so logical meant like feeling and like reality. Yeah. And I just had this vision of like uh, of the universe being created by God. Yeah. Because He's the only one that can create it, and it's so perfect that there must have been a creator. Um, so that's when I clicked. And I was like, Oh God, you're real. Like I'm sorry, I've been doubting you. Because I still believed in God. I just kind of denied it. Like like I was like, Nah, like. Yeah. You're not doing what I'm like what I want you to do, so uh, I'm gonna kind of deny you. But that wasn't how it works. Mm-hmm. So then I started my journey, um, and I'm very logical. So um, I have three verses that kind of speak to me the whole time, um, and then the first one's in Peter, First um, Peter three fifteen, uh, which speaks about kind of like a, they call it apologia, but Peter says, um, "But sanctify the Lord in your hearts." And be ready for always to give answer to every man that asketh you a reason of hope that is in uh, that is within you, um, meekness and fear. Yeah. So basically, what what he's talking about is that to be ready um, to give an answer to anyone who says, "Hey, why do you believe in God? Yeah. Why do you believe in that?" And I enjoyed that because it was like a logical way to speak to people what God is, yeah. but Nowadays, people won't listen to the logic because there's so much, like, theories. Um, but you have to really dive into the Word to understand what God really is. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first thing that always speaks to me, like, finding the knowledge behind the book of the Bible. Like, what it is, what it explains, why we're here, and what we're doing. And, like, because we separate reality with God, but we're not supposed to do that. Like, God is our reality. Right. Like, so... So what's uh, <clears throat> what's God to you then? Like, like to answer the question you said that people would ask you, wh- what is He to you, or, or what is? How would I answer? Yeah. Um, what well, depends what they believe in. I would kind of go into what, because some people believe in Jesus, but they don't believe in the correct God of the Bible. They kind of have um, other books that describe them. You know, someone's a false person when their God works for them. Because God's all, God's all loving, yeah, and all that stuff. But it's all the stuff that happens for His glory. And so when you you find a false God, when 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 they glorifies yourself, like you go into this like um, like natural place, and then it's all for you yeah. instead of for God. Because our God, we we do glorify Him all the time, but it's not for our own. But I would go into like what they believe in, why they believe in it. And if there's any historical um, evidence of it, like as the Bible, we see we can go, we still go back to Israel. We can still go to back to all the, all those other places. But then you dive deep into what the book has said, and if there's any, um, thing different than what the Bible says, then that's when you know there. Okay. But also a second verse too that kind of talks about um, 
I feel like nowadays we lose a sense of our creator and who he is. Um, but um, Colossians chapter 3, verse 10 says, And I hope and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So basically, um, he's talking about like having a sense of a creator is really important because if you don't have that, you kind of like I was talking about, like you, it may seem like, um, it may seem that you, um, everything's for you. But if you have a, a sense of someone above you, then you kind of, it's easier for you to kind of um, see what God is and who he is instead of always trying to fight God for yeah. something. Like we try to fight God as he's equal to us or we try to fight him as, it, as, as if he's a person. Yeah. But he's not. He's like a God. Like right. back in the day, the Greek, you know, even though like people have put like believing in a God makes you like less like, like dumb or like, like you're, oh, look, look at you. You're believing in this God that might not even be real. But I think if you humble yourself enough to actually go through the book and look at who Jesus is, you can see he's like a merciful God. He's like, a, yeah, he's like a good God. And so we lose the sense of us having someone that created us. So I like this verse because I always remembering that we have a creator is really important, I think. That, right. That's my walk. And my walk with God, reminding myself that I am no more knowledgeable than God. Um, or people who say, oh, like, I know everything. If you ask someone who says, like, I know everything, like, they're, they're, not, they're not smart. Right. Like, a smart person, like, a really wise person knows that they will never learn anything. Right. Um, but then I have a third verse. Um, it's in Luke. I'll find it. There it is. Uh, Luke chapter 21. It's really close. Here it is. Um, it says, For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. So God gives us this command or this, like, sometimes we're scared to, um, not a command, but sometimes we're scared to um, preach the gospel because we're like, I don't know a lot. Like, I'm right. not sure. Mm-hmm. But as you go into your walk with God, like there's little things you can say to people to just plant the seed. But then I feel like sometimes you have to um, take it upon yourself to learn the Bible and God will guide you. Right. And then you kind of explain what you know to people. And then it's good to, like Peter said too, like defend your, defend your position. Right. Like learn what God is, why you have a creator, and why we're here. And then you can share the good news to people because right. we lose that sense of... Um, of a creator if you want to call it right so that's where my testimony comes from i lost the sense of who god was and and lost the sense that he's above me because i as a human i try to put myself first yeah and so i had to like humble down and say well no god like you're god and and, um you know you're the god of gods and like you have taught me all this stuff and you have this knowledge like if you read the bible it's like really awesome like it has yeah. everything like, every answer you want to talk about from relationships to like how to date to like i don't know like respect your parents i don't know yeah and, but i feel like that's a big one yeah big <laughs> and i feel like our generation even with our parents loses that like yeah unfortunately like as we get smarter we think we're like like even like we talk back to our parents yeah, we, yeah. so how easy is it? So, so it goes back to having the, the fear of God. Yeah, like, having yeah. the fear of God, right. knowing who He is, why He's here scientifically, and um, and even like feeling wise. And what is the spiritual 
physical and uh, uh, what's the third one? I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. But mind, body, and spirit, you know that God's there. Like, you need to understand what he is, and I think that's why we're here, like, to um, better get a perspective of that, so. Okay, well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yes, thank you for sharing. It's kind of like someone took a little long, but. <laughs> All right, Chris. Oh, it's Chris's turn. Mm-hmm. Take it away. Uh, hello, my name is Christian. Um, a little bit about me. I'm 22 years old. Uh, I work for the state as a CO. Uh, my major is in criminal justice. Uh, some hobbies I have. Some hobbies I have is that I play golf and I play the bass guitar. Uh, I started following the Lord pretty early in my life. Uh, you see, I'm a pastor's kid. Now, some of you might roll your eyes because we've all heard the stereotype of, <laughs> of pastor's kids. <laughs> um, uh, but like, like, like the stereotypical pastor's kid is that they're rebellious or they, they're quiet and they keep to themselves. However, I decided early on that uh, I wasn't going to be like that. From a very young age, I decided to follow Jesus. Um, and that's because, not because my parents would force me to, because they were pastors. They always gave me that choice to follow God but also by having them as teachers and really learning and understanding who Christ was. Um, it was tremendous help in helping me decide that I was going to follow Christ. <clears throat> I could see their genuine willingness to serve people, and not just people, but our family. I know a lot of pastor's kids, um, and they say that the main problem with their families um, is that that their parents don't spend enough time with their families. Right, that's huge. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us can relate to that. Can yeah. relate. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you're not a pastor's kid. <laughs> Even though you're not a pastor's kid, but um, just to spend with their family because most of the pastors, you know, they're just so uh, devoted to their church. And I feel really blessed because my parents always put a family before everything. Um, my father said to me recently, <clears throat> The reason behind this, he said, what good would it be for us to save the whole world and lose our family in the process? Mm-hmm. They always inspired me and that they took that time for us. Don't get me wrong, they also did spend a lot of their time at church, and, and so did I. Also, by having my parents as pastors, um, I could go to them with any problem that I have, and they've always seemed to have the answer to my problems. I thank God that I was raised in a Christian home and was taught early on who Christ was. If it wasn't for my parents, I'm not sure where I'd be today, and certainly wouldn't be here doing this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I gave my life to Jesus when I was around eight years old, uh, and that's kind of when I fully understood what I was getting into and that having the fear of God and giving my lifelong commitment to Christ. I wanted to have a servant's heart and help my parents as much as I could with the church. So I started playing the bass at a very young age to help my dad with the worship team. And in almost every aspect of the church, I helped out in some way. If you could think it, I've probably done it. 
uh, from worship to children's ministry, ushering, uh, wow. sound tech. Yeah, the list goes on. Thank you. <laughs> Glad to have you here. <laughs> and all this impacted my life in a positive way. It, it taught me what it meant to serve. And that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to join this team here and their mission in trying to reach out this generation and help lead them to Christ. Thank you, Chris. Oh, wow. wow. That was beautiful. That's, that's a yeah, yeah. Mine was all over the place. Right. <laughs> well, I think it's important to to notice that um, you know, when we when we start, you know, like what Sweat did, you know, it's a little bit hard, but once um we all get together and start talking, you know, with each other, it gets easier and easier. So I think that's the same thing with, uh, um, you know, with your walk or if you have questions, you know, that's kind of what we want to do, um, you know, give you that support to feel comfortable talking about these things. Um, like with me, I gotta be honest, I was super nervous uh, about the podcast um, just because, you know, sh- sharing a testimony is, is very personal. Um, but we just want to, to me, I want to show you guys that this is very genuine. We, we want to help the youth. We want to help, you know, those people that are, that are out there, you know, in pain. Because um, I know there's a lot of that out there. Um, with me, um, I already said my name. My name is Mauricio. <laughs> Mauricio Ruiz. Um, so a little bit of, of my testimony. Kind of like I'll skip that part. You know, we, we grew up in church. Um, so I was born a Christian. My mom, uh, she couldn't have kids. Um, so she was, uh, um, she was, a pastor prayed for her and she, she promised to give her life to God if she had a, a kid. And you know, that's how it came about. <laughs> so, uh, Josue, you know, he came about after, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we, like Josue said, we always grew up in church. Um, uh, over time we got burnt out, um, especially coming here to the U.S. Um, you know, we're from, from Mexico, from Tijuana. You know, shout out to the family out there. <laughs> you know, working with God and everything, you guys have been great. Um, but yeah, when we come over here, we kind of got away from Jesus. Um, and then with me, um, so I, I'm a teen parent. Um, I have two kids. My daughter is five years old. Her name is Annalie, and a little boy named Mauricio, he's junior. Had to be junior. <laughs> um, I was uh, 17 when uh, I had my daughter, and uh, yeah, I was pretty young. <laughs> I, I think I was still for some <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think it was like I was uh, I think it was junior year through senior year when it all happened. Um, but there was just a lot of events. Um, I'll skip the details, um, and I think for a long time I was I was depressed, and I didn't I didn't um, I didn't admit it to myself. I thought I was very um, macho. I was very macho. Yeah, I was like, uh, there's no way that I could have those feelings. I don't know how people can say they're depressed. Like uh, that's not real. Yeah. Um, but little did I know that I, I think honestly, I think I was probably depressed for about like uh, I want to say like three years. I want to wow. say honestly, every day, every day seemed like it was just a cycle, um, and you know that it was always going to be that way. Um, I gotta say it was it was very hard. Um, honestly, I don't know. There was don't get me wrong. The kids are awesome. Like yeah. there was lots of times that were good, but o- over time it's like where did that time go? You know. Yeah. And uh, during that time, I always felt like God was calling me um, as I went to different churches, and I always told myself like, no, you're you're not worthy. Like how could you be out there serving God? 
like like you're gonna fail um but then uh what happened was that um so i got separated um during that time i think i i um i felt to my lowest i i, I admitted to myself that i was depressed <clears throat> and i think honestly i was like a hair away from thinking i could see how people could think about you know committing suicide i i didn't have the thought but i could see how easy how easy it can be to have those thoughts um, just, just the pain that you feel, um, you feel lost, you, you're like in this other reality, um, and then no one, no one can reach you in there. Um, and that's when I realized that the only one that can make us feel complete is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's, you know, all this time I was just igno- ignoring him and he was always there. He's always there. Yeah. He's always there waiting for you to like look up, you know, he's always there. There's not one moment where he's not there, you know, yeah. with his reaching his hand out I, just for you to grab it. I think mm-hmm. there's this moment, like, like this aha moment, like you said, to yeah. me. But I think there's a second aha moment where it's like a movie. Yeah. Like, you go through your life and you're like, he was there. Like, honestly. You see the yeah. water peeking out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not to make it sound creepy, but... <laughs> but yeah, honestly, um, I, I broke down... I, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever cried so much in my life. Um, but uh, I, I started talking to him, and I was like, God, you know, show me what I need to do. Um, show me what I need to do because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, honestly, um, my friend Efrain Espinoza, you know, shout out to you, bro. I love you. <laughs> um, he talked to me. Uh, he basically told me what you're doing with your life is that you're kind of like the snake. You know, like if you put a... a if an axe falls in between a snake, in the middle of a snake, mm-hmm. the snake's going to wrap around that axe and it's going to squeeze the axe. But what is it doing when it's doing that? It's cutting it. it yeah, it's killing itself. So I thought I was doing good trying to hold on, you know, because to me, my whole life being Christian, I was like, you know, God doesn't like separation. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to hold on till, you know, whenever. Like, I'll take whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what I get thrown at, I'm going to hold on because this is what God wants me to do. Yeah. But what I was doing is that I was trying to hold all the problems on my own. I was trying to be, I was trying to, in a way, like, be God. Like, mm-hmm. trying to hold everything. Like, oh, I'm, I'm strong all on my own. It's, it, in a way, it's pride. You know, it's pride not, you know, not letting me let go of these things. But once God spoke to me, he was like, you know what? Just drop everything and let me give you what you need to hold on to. And he started giving me what I needed. Um, You know, he put stuff in my hand that I needed to have and that was going to edify me. And honestly, I don't think I've ever been this confident, this strong, this fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Um like my entire life till I accepted him that he was there yeah. and I and I admitted you know to the feelings that we feel as humans mm-hmm. and the only the only thing that could save you from depression or from having thoughts of suicide is, is Jesus yeah. Yeah. he's the only one that can that can save you yeah. um, and one of, one of the verses that came to me um, when I was going through those times um, because during times like that it's so easy to hate yeah. It's so easy to hate, you know, that person that, that hurt you. Yeah. It's so easy to feel that hate. Um, but he told me for, so this is Matthew uh, 6.14. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Wow. So, and honestly, when I forgave and, and started blessing, you know, even our enemies, 
Like it's lifted you, away. Yeah, you you're just lifted. Yeah. Like you're just able to just walk and and um, you know help others too because there's by by going through that, I feel like I can I can help others. You know, find uh, just that 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 complete the completeness. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the the sense of belonging that everyone looks for. Um, and yeah, that's that's why I'm doing this because I feel like um, there's youth out there that. Um, maybe don't aren't aren't as blessed you know well not that they're not blessed but it's hard to find to look it's hard to look up in the first place yeah, to look up and realize he's there yeah. so i feel like with this group um we can like the name says embrace the truth yeah that he's alive and he's yeah. a living god mm-hmm. and we can help you know um, you know anyone that one that needs or because yeah. jesus is always there and he's your helper and he's your friend also. that's right yeah yeah that's awesome bro yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks, for, testimony. Testimony. Thanks uh, for sharing your testimony. Strong testimony there. Help other, <laughs> other men out there. Um, so, next. <laughs> next. Well, <laughs> <ladies. laughs> <laughs> <first, but laughs> I guess I get nervous more. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, hello. My name is Rosa. I was born in El Salvador, so... Pupusa gay. <laughs> um, I was. I grew up as a Christian. My mom, she was a Christian her whole life, and my dad, he wasn't. He wasn't a Christian, but I grew up with being a Christian. I grew up with going to Sunday school with my grandma. But as a little girl, you don't really like. As a little kid, you don't really you know understand those things and stuff. You understand them if you're being guided by them every single day. But that wasn't in my case. Um, we came to the United States, my sister Evelyn and me. We came to the United States when I was five years old and she was seven. Um, coming here to the United States, it was a different world. I thought it was going to be like... Korean. You know, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Huge, yeah. Huge change, but yeah. no. Especially because we came to Middleton, so I was like <laughs> dead. <laughs> um, but when we came here... We love you, Middleton. <laughs> no shame, no shame. But when we came here to, to Idaho, my parents, they didn't attend church. Um, it was just a different world with them. I came to know God, and I came to just know God when I was in third grade. And I was actually introduced to him by my best friend. Uh, her name is Facial Gomez. Uh, shout she, out. Shout, <laughs> shout out. Um, Instagram. Just kidding. <laughs> um, in third grade, I met her in the school cafeteria. And we were both like, the, how we met was we were both so shook that we both were like Latinas. We were both shook that we were Spanish. <laughs> we were like, what, you too? And ever since then, she, she one day asked me what my religion was. And as a little girl, I was like, well, like religion, like. When I was little, I thought there was different gods in different worlds and <laughs> different clouds and things. It was crazy fine. But um, she came to introduce me to God, and she invited me to church. I started attending church with her for a year. I would go to church with her, her parents. They're, I love them so much. They're like my second parents. They would take me to church every Sunday and every Thursday, and I would go with them. And being at church, I, I love the idea of, of like Jesus, of having this, of having this man that you can't see but you can feel, and just be able to talk to someone, and after speaking to him, you feel this overwhelmed peace in your heart. So I grew, I grew up with that. I grew up with so much love for him. I facial. She would always like me and her were like cr- 
Christian buddies, Jesus lovers, Jesus freaks. We were all there. Jesus followers. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I thank God that I never went through like a big, I didn't go through like rebellious moment, especially in my middle school year. I was a good girl. I was, you know, I was living a good kid life. Um, but then high school came and um, I was still a good girl. <laughs> there was, you know, my mom's here and there. <laughs> but I was good. Uh, thank, I like thank Jesus because he, he guided me through all that. And I learned so many things from him, from the Bible. I was able to seek him at a young age. And then my junior year is when my life changed. I like to say like that in my life. Like flipped yeah, around. Yeah. Um, because it just takes me back to uh, a lie that I like to call it, basically. It's not a lie, but it's something that I grew up with. Um, my junior year, my family, we were going through hard times. We were going through so much um, conflict in our own home. And we didn't know why until we, we knew why it was. My junior year, me, I came out to my parents about something that happened to me when I was young. And I told them what happened to me when I was little was that I was sexually abused. And um, when I was able to show that to my parents, my world changed. I thought it was the end of the world. I, I didn't want to live anymore because that was something I saved with me for 11 years. And for 11 years, I kept telling myself it's a lie or it didn't happen. And I feel like there's so many girls out there. There's so many boys that, yeah. that have something inside of them that they are like, this is never going to come out. I'm going to save this. But let me tell you, that damages you more. Yeah. It, it damages you. It, it's not making, it's not doing any good to you. And um, when I was going through the whole, that whole trial in my life, that whole process of, I told my parents this and now my life is over and I had yeah. these bad thoughts, I, I completely shut God down. I was like, okay, you know what, you exist. We had a good relationship, but like, Try to break up yeah. with <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus. Let's take a break. I was like, yeah. I was just, I was like, okay, you know what, God? Like, I know you're real, but not right now. Like, yeah. why'd you do this? You know, right. I was like, why did you do this? I just questioned him so much because I was like, it hurt. Like, it was really, really hurtful to see where I was standing, where my family was standing. Um, and to the point, you know, how <laughs> I overcame this was the day I received my calling, the day God spoke to me. Uh, it was a day where we did, as we call it, Aire Libre, which was like a day where my church, we did an event outside, and we worshiped outside in the rain, and we heard a message outside in the rain. And that day, I didn't go with the perspective or like the idea of anything. I was just, I was still in like my depression, yeah. but I was still like, oh, you know, whatever, yeah. I'll go to church. Because I just kept going, I kept going to church, even though I was so depressed in a way. Um, but that day I didn't go with the mindset, oh, God's going to speak to me. But that day God spoke to me and that's when my life changed. It was October 21st of 2017. That God told me and he said, look, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. And he just told me my, my purpose. He, he spoke to me and he said, now you got to start working on it. Like you thought like everything you're going to go through was all over that your life was over and stuff but it, it was just the beginning of something beautiful right. and so to now this day i am part of a worship group i play piano um 
So shout out to Grupo Quit. Pastor Kelly. But yes, I am part of a worship group. I play piano. I've been serving at the current church that I am right now for eight years. Amen. I've been there for eight years. It's a privilege. I love it. I love my family there. Um, And yeah, uh, I'm really happy to be able to do this. First of all, because I know it's to please God. I know it's to honor God, to live God's kingdom. And I'm very privileged to be able to do it with these amazing people. (laughs) And I'm excited to be able to do more because I know that God will use us to impact. And I know there's going to be a lot of people, like they all said, that every testimony that we have, we're still living our testimony now, but this, this is like what God has brought us through. I mean, I know that there's people out there that are going through the same thing, and we're super excited to see what God, how God will use us to help you guys. Amen. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> Thanks for sharing your testimony. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, my name is Evelyn. Um, Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm my sister Rosa. I we have the same kind of typical way of the beginning, uh, Salvador, Salvadorina. Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and as well, coming to the U.S. was a, a very different, you know, journey of um, to start all over again. Yeah. It was hard for us to, like, start in a new home with the new people around us and knowing that who, you know, like, we couldn't understand English, so we thought, yeah. you know, only was Spanish, and it's like, it's yeah. hard for us as a little girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As little girls as well, it was really hard for us, you know, but we learned, eventually we learned, and uh, we got comfortable enough to be in this, you know, U.S. Yeah. In the U.S. So was, <laughs> yeah, in the, and so, well, eventually in my whole life as a teenager, we, we go through so many tough times in our lives. Mm-hmm. We go through our ups and downs, and knowing that everything changed throughout my life as a little girl I really didn't understand honestly like where to start and where to like to start with my life yeah it was hard for me to beginning in a different world or just like you know bring myself out there it was just hard it was like my little own box I was there my whole life in my own little box it was hard to bring out who I was um and it's it's still hard for me right now right. to bring who I am mm-hmm. because uh, there's things where as teenagers we learn to keep everything to ourselves, right. went to our hearts, into our minds, and we really don't want to share every single little detail of our lives because right. sometimes we're scared to be judged or we're scared to be seen differently or treat different, you know, be treated different. So as, as as teenagers, we don't like to speak about God because it's hard for us to say who God is with us, you know, but because we only experience it. It's our own experience with God. And it's just really hard for us teenagers to come through the Word of God and understand it more because as us, we have more into the world. We have more of alcohol or other things in our lives, you know, like suicide, like you said. Yeah. Um, depression, stress, and we have so many things going on in our lives because as a teenagers, that's where the enemy attacks more is our minds. And we as teenagers, we're so 
weak and spiritual sometimes where the devil speaks to us and we listen type of way. Right. And me, as uh, my testimony, I, uh, I went through so many things. It's like every night, it's like I never went to sleep without crying, you know. It was hard for me to come to a point where I needed to stop crying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was just so stressed, you know. I was depressed for almost three years, depressed. I felt that I was looking somewhere I wasn't supposed to look towards. I was looking in the wrong place all my life. And I felt like I needed help. I needed someone to grab me, you know? But God was there the whole time. It's like we look up too much. Instead, we should look beside us because he's right in front of us. It's like we can't just keep looking up thinking he's going to be up when he's just right beside us, holding our hands, mm -hmm. being there, guiding us through the whole times. And many of us just think he's up there, but obviously he's down here. Right. And it's just, you know, I was looking away from where, you know, like God was here and I was looking that way in that direction or I was walking this way and he was walking that way. It's like we go through different trials and we go through different uh, roads you know God can go through a different one but he wants you over there but you're going here because you're following what the people are saying about you or what they're thinking about you or other things you know like distract you in your life with Jesus it's like you have to walk with Jesus to be able to get where you're supposed to get like you want to see something change in you it's like go you know be with God and everything walk with God and you can't do it alone you know sometimes as teenagers we think we can do everything alone. We can do everything to ourselves and all that stuff, which we can't do everything alone. We need someone to guide us, someone to right. to be there for yeah. us, and we just can't be alone. Or, you know, like, other example that I was with me is I kept everything to myself, you know. And the more you keep something to yourself, the more you are weak, the more you're getting weak, the more you're falling and falling and falling because you're not letting everything out. You know, right. yeah. you have to let everything out. Like if you're depressed, you have to go to someone, talk to someone or pray or read the Bible. You know, mm -hmm. like the Bible has so many stories that others even went through and that can like even compare to your story. And you never go to the word of God because apparently people think you're being judged or something like that, you know, right. like, but you're just being told or you're being answered to through mm -hmm. that, you know, the scripture. Yeah. And it's just really hard. So my whole life, I was in my little box, and I thought I was okay to be in that box. I thought I there was no way out to go out or something. You know, like I was. My parents are very strict with me, and sometimes it's hard for me to be the person I am because of I'm still in that little box. It's like I want to get out. It's like my like part like half of my body is like out of the box but the other body is like another right. like inside and you don't you don't you don't know where to go like you don't know if you do want to be the person you want to or you want to be the you still want to be that person that it's inside that you don't want to let go of yeah right. and sometimes um god knows what he will do you know to be able to get you out of that box and some you know this pro podcast it, i feel like it's gonna take me 
you know, out of that box um, because sharing who I am and what I've gone through, you know, it's it's what's going to help me out through all this moment. So, yeah. And the other thing was uh, my testimony is long. And um, when I, I barely started 2018, that's when I started to change my life. That's when God is like, you know what? You've gone through so much. I don't want you to cry no more. I don't want you to be feared of the like in the future. I don't want you to I don't want you to fear because you know you're strong and you know that you are that you have to laugh through the ways, you have to smile through the ways, no matter what you've gone through. You have to be able to understand that I'm going to take you to where you've never gone through or you're going through that destination of like beautiness and you can't see it now because you're stuck where you're stuck right. but i know that you will see it one day that you're the light's gonna shine right on you right. and you're going to see it and it's like wow lord like you've taught me so many things in my life and then i've gone through so many trials i've gone through so many things in the desert but you have to know that at the end there's something beautiful waiting for you Right. And you never know because you're too blind to see. Right. But I know God has promises. God has reasons for what you're going through. You know, like, you want to kill yourself. God knows that he's going to save you. It's like, I tried to four times just end my life because I was just so tired. I was depressed. I wanted to cry. I hurt so many people around me. And I just wanted to die. And it was just on my mind the whole time. I wanted it to hurt, but the reason, but I never knew that when I was hurting myself, I was as well hurting God, because what you, you, when you hurt yourself, it's like, you're not just feeling it, God's feeling it too, it's like, you know, like, you know, it hurts God, because we don't learn to trust Him, and we don't learn to have faith in Him, and hope in Him, and that's what, as teenagers, we don't learn, we need to learn how to wait, trust, and hope that God has something better for us in our future. Right. So this verse, the Proverbs 31, 25, it's like, it's amazing. It says, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She laughs without fear of the future. You, This quote, this, uh, verse. this verse taught me so many things. It's like, don't be... Don't fear of the future. I got, you know, like he has everything in his hands. You know, he has everything in control. He knows what he's doing with you. And as, uh, you know, but yeah, that that's my testimony. Um, right now, I'm in the worship group. I sing. I used to play the drums. And I love where I am right now because even though I still fall down because God's not going to promise a trial without you know, without um, battles in your life. You're always going to have battles. Even though you're a Christian, you're still going to fall down. You're still going to be weak. But you know that God's going to take you so many places that in your mind, it's already supposed to be, you know, trust Him. So you know that you you got God by your side every single day of your life. Guided boy, Jesus. Yeah. Get your back. So he's your guide. So, <laughs> so you always have to learn how to trust. So, right. you know, stop, you know, sometimes we look where we're not supposed to be looking. We look in the wrong place. And sometimes we have to look in the right place. <laughs> so, yeah. Come look with Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Can I have to let God, Jesus slap us sometimes? Yeah. We try to look the other way. Whatever. <laughs> yeah.
That's awesome. Uh, not, not that your metaphor is bad. Redirect you. Know, you I know I used to mention like looking out. But she said, look beside you, keep looking up. Yeah. But, I mean, we know what you mean. We know what you mean. Because he's saying to look up and he's saying to look sideways. It's all right. Yeah, that's awesome. Just saying that Jesus is always with you. Yeah. He's, he's right beside you holding beside your hands. Yeah. Exactly. He's, like, yeah. he's not going to let you go. Mm. You know, the one letting go is you. Yeah. Right. And you're not supposed mm. to let go. If you want him to guide yeah. you, you mm-hmm. have to hold his hand. You know, that's right. Something I heard is that God's so graceful that He will actually give you the bad. Like, like He doesn't want you to go, but He's like, if you want it, like He gives us like in a way a choice. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't force us to like, hey, you have to follow me. Yeah. He sees us, and he he, he I get I bet you he gets he's sad. He's respectful. Oh, yeah. 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 Choices. Yeah. But He's so graceful. He's like, if you want bad, like, like there you but go. But even though if you know, like, even though if you go to the wrong place or like the road wrong he's road still he's still there right still yeah. like at the He'll end he's still gonna you. be yeah, there picking you yeah. up yeah. he's still always gonna he goes be in front there. and behind yeah. you yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough sometimes too because you remember versus like if you deny me in front of your friends all the night you the the <laughs> but yeah no i think i think he means well like He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he means well. It's, we know what's gonna happen at the end, and yeah, mm-hmm. and it's all for his glory and stuff. But sometimes we gotta like wake up, and it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we think it's hard. Back then, they used to be killed for being Christian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right now, some, we're like well, doing this podcast. Parts of the world, you know, they're still being persecuted. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, so hurtful comments, be... guys, just block. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, but we'll forgive because Jesus forgives. That's right. We're, we serve our loving God. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, we'll love you. <laughs> so, anything else you guys want to share? Um, well, I like to. I think like all of us kind of mentioned a little bit, kind of touched about um, kind of like what we want this uh, group to be and what it means to us. Um, you know, on I was reading um, Colossians uh, 3.12. Um, and I just kind of re- want to read it for those out there who maybe are new to the Bible and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it says, uh, Seek uh, godly friends that will carry the burden with you. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony and let peace the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God and whatever you do in word or deed do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the God, the Father, through Him. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. yeah, He, you know, he, he calls us to, to, you know, like you said, not do stuff alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I feel like many mm-hmm. of us feel that way, that we're alone. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I just, I want to encourage everyone, like, if you feel alone, if you, if you have a question, um, just... Uh, we're we're going to have an email. You, you can know. reach us at embrace the truth uh, 116 at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Please, please feel free to send us questions. Um, and also, we would like to take requests like. on uh, topics or that you would like to see on the show. Yes, exactly. 
So we just want to, <laughs> we just want to thank you, Chris. <laughs> we just want to be, you know, we want to be a part of the community. We wanna, we wanna reach out, you know, to um, to anyone who needs, you know, a friend. Right? Yeah. So yeah, and then I would just give an advice if you haven't found a church, just to find a local church. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, here in uh, in the area, we've got. Um, I'm sure it's okay to say. I mean, we've got a. Um, Capital Church, which they have amazing youth ministry. Um, uh, what is it? River City, um, uh, River House, um, Celebration Church, Celebration Church. All the other churches out there. <laughs> 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 if you Spanish, you know, there's Spanish churches out here too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so you know, visit us, Ministerio de Cristiana. That's in Meridian. Yeah, um, we're located in the mentioned. Treasure Valley, which is in Idaho, <laughs> Oregon, so. <laughs> Shout out to you, Oregon peeps. <laughs> yeah, so, just, uh, yeah, so, if you have any comments, concerns, follow us on Instagram. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. Embrace the truth, yeah, one, one, six. And we'll have uh, many more videos coming out, um, you know, like Chris said, we definitely like your, your, um, your input into it. Uh, we want to make it about, about you guys and what you guys want to learn. Um, and we, you know, we're not we're not experts, but you know, we're gonna be learning with you guys. Uh, we just want to be a, a resource. We want to be advocates um, for the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God. God bless. God bless you guys. God bless. We'll cut it there. We'll cut it there. We'll cut it there.